Good day. This is Therese Murphy again. This is my mate voyage. I wanted to do this for an extremely long time. How is my audience out there? I hope they're well. This podcast, my first, is going to be mainly directed towards women over 55 and exciting things that they have done or are doing or plan to do. So, my name, Teresa Murphy. I want you to be able to communicate with me some of the things you'd like me to research or talk about. And my email, it's the best way to meet, reach me is T, as in Teresa, N, as in Nona, O-N-A, T Nona 45 at gmail.com. Let me say it again. T N O N A 45 at gmail.com. I want to invite all of you ladies and gentlemen, it's not excluded, and if you have uh, children who are doing some really good things and you want the world to know about it, please have them contact me. I want to speak to going back a long time. Some of the people I was in elementary school with, Loretta Riley, Antoinette Lee, Lana Turner, uh, Dolores Zuri, Donald Pitt, James Riley, James Perry, and Sam. So please give me an email. Now the people I went to junior high school with and high school with, I still kind of know them. We all went to Olinville, then we went to Evander Childs in the Bronx. This broadcast will be talking about things that are exciting, like yesterday, uh, a replica of Amistad was in the Yonkers dock, and I understand anybody who wants it near their dock ne just needs to ask. It's usually in Connecticut, somewhere around Yale. I'm not too, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's somewhere around there. That's exciting. And the two women who put it together are over 55. And the uh, lady that is the captain of the boat appears to be over 55 too. So that is just great news of the things that we're doing. I'm in the 400 year project. It's all this year. The first time Africans came to New York and were enslaved. Uh, I will be giving a lecture on this Sunday, September 15 at Yonkers Library. But if you want me to talk about it at your church, in your community center, wherever, please, please tell me. Because this is exciting to me because everybody, all of us were not enslaved and that was the point of Armistead yesterday. Many of us, I know most of you know who David Walker is. David Walker appealed, look him up. He is, when you read it, you think he's talking about something today and it was written more than 200 years ago. 
So those kinds of things. I'm interested in uh, how you're living, especially those who are over 60, 65, and have stopped working. Are you working part-time? Have you found a new trade? Are you a pa painter? Are you a dancer? All these things are possible. Are you creating something new and exciting, such as, I don't, I don't know, I think that uh, our cell phone should be uh, somehow use the sun just like you do with a calculator to keep the energy going without us always having to make sure that it's plugged in other things like that. How are you living? Are you living comfortable? Are you living from a day-to-day -day situation? What makes you happy? Many of us, including myself, don't have mates. And so we don't, do, when we do things, we think of what can we do? Many of us don't have children or our children are grown in another state and you don't see them. My two boys, one a doctor is in Atlanta, so how often do I see him? Last year was the first time I saw him twice a year. And my other boy, he is in New Jersey. So I don't see them often. My daughters, however, are right here in Westchester and working for the Board of Ed. That's where I used to work. And doing wonderful things and what wonderful things out of life. I need to know what kind of innovations do you have and what innovations you think of. Well, I just came back from Australia. It, it's a little New York in Cindy, how it looks. But at the same time, I don't see older black people in particular industries. Certainly not in the greet and meet industries. I like to see more. It's very diverse. However, it's diverse because of uh, Indians, East Indians. Uh, it appears that some of the people may be of Arab uh, descent. Many people from Australia go there because that's a vacation spot. We were in Sydney and we talked about Aborigines and how do they live. Interesting enough, I found it very interesting, the concept of being Aborigine is very, very different than our concept in the United States. In the United States, if you have one drop of blood, black blood, you're black, but they don't do that. If you have one drop of black blood, white blood in the United States, blacks will tell you, oh, my grandmother is Irish. My other grandmother is Indian, yet they look like a full-bred black person. In Sydney, in Melbourne, where I saw very, 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 very light, some looked white to me, and would be white if they were in the United States because we're so segregated. If you have one drop of Aborigine, you are Aborigine. And they appear to be extremely proud of who they are. And they don't go off and tell you about, 
all of the English blood they have in them, they are proud to be Aborigine. We went to Melbourne and we heard their issues and what they have to do. And the issues, unfortunately, seem to be very, very much like the issues that we have in the United States about race. The difference I see is that we have gone a little further in progress in terms of what we do. And, and you see us visibly. You don't see us on news stations in Australia, you know, the Daily News, etc., like you see us in the United States. Almost every state I've been to, and I think I've been to about 40 states, you turn on TV, you're going to have a black anchor somewhere. Now, I don't know if you have them in Wyoming or Montana or Idaho, but you're going to see black folks. So I think that was a major, major concern of mine. Our last stop was Uluru. Those are the Aborigines that you see that are in the uh, National Geographics. I didn't see a school. I hope they have a school there. I didn't see hospitals. The few Aborigines who lived in Uluru, very different than Aborigines who are working in the hotel. The few that you see in Uluru are absence of teeth. That's the few I saw, very few. And if you wanted to go to an Aborigine community, you had to be invited. Well, we didn't get to see that. They talk about a mountain there that's very sacred to the Aborigines. And there's a park in front of it. And it costs $28 to go in the park to see a mountain. I'm sure you can see the same red soil in Georgia. My father talked about the red soil in Georgia. And then they had the cultural center, which I thought, well, now we're going to really see Aborigines. So I went up to this young lady. I said, are you an Aborigine? She said, no. So you don't even see them there. And they're selling their paintings. And I like you have my email. I like if there's an Aborigine listening to me, or you know an Aborigine, please tell them that I'd like to speak with them. Maybe I have the wrong concept. And if it is wrong, please let me, please set me straight. I have no problems with that. So the next thing I did, I came home and Within two days, I was off to Illinois. It stops in St. Louis, and you go on a small bridge to Illinois. That was a family reunion. I was treated very, very well on my mom's side. I know my father's family. And I basically went because I wanted to find out who had sickle cell on my mother's side, or the trait. No one, not there. My father's side, I know. His mother's family has it up the 
Kaduzel, I guess that's the correct word. So the unfortunate thing is my mother never knew her father. So we can't go back and say, well, he had it and or he had the trait and his, her mother had the trait, but I don't think so because there's no sickle cell trait or anything else on my mother's maternal side. No. The father's side, I don't know. And so I went to uh, ancestry, African ancestry and I found out that I am a Khan and I'm with the African, no, African-American Historical Genealogy Society, and all of us should go there, I think it's very good, uh, to find out, again, looking for my mother's side, who might be related to me. He gave me a long list of who's related to me, and the few people that I wrote to, that were maybe third, they considered third cousins, they either don't write back or say they don't have family from the South. Obviously, my mother's born in the South, so uh, somebody was there. Who's there? I don't know. And so if you got sickle cell, please write me too because I'm trying to start. And a lady named Candace Young has already started, but bringing it to Westchester. A sickle cell group. You have my email, everyone. T. Nona. N-O-N-A 45 gmail.com Please uh, write me and tell me so I could start the sickle cell group. They are lobbying today to get three million dollars for the education and other services in sickle cell to every hospital in New York State. Well just count the hospitals in uh, the Bronx, Brooklyn, etc. Westchester. A lot of hospitals here maybe 10 or more. So that's, that's a pittance of the money that they need, especially for research. There's very, very little done. Uh, I want you to travel. I want you to tell us where it's good for seniors to go. I want you to come over here and talk about it. But there's another microphone here. And I want to know if you're still working or are you volunteering and understand even in volunteering, you're worth something. So we need to think of that. And you know, we, we give a lot of time to a lot of different organizations. And many of us give time to churches and I think it's a really good thing because we don't have any more community center activities. And the church has filled in that type of, of uh, void. So I like to know how you doing there? What kind of jobs are really available to uh, women who are over 60? Not very many because it's cheaper to take a younger person. So I like to know what you're doing there. I like to know what women who are single, energetic, 70s, 80s, 90s, are doing with their time. I know you've done a lot of things, you've got a lot of history. And one of the things I like for you to do is to do your genealogy. 
your family tree. When I was teaching at Lehman College, that's what I asked my students to do because when my mother died, she died while I was teaching, I knew nothing about her. I didn't know where she was born. I don't know anything about my mother. So I said, that's not gonna happen with my students. So start your family tree. I know that not only are we seniors and living longer, and hopefully many of us are living decently, many of us don't have children. And how do you fill your life and time up? Who takes care of you? What do you have in place so when all of our day comes, what you're going to do? So I want you to just, I said my email three times, tell me some of these things. I'm going to try to do this podcast twice a month for half an hour. That's a lot of time to fill up. But I'll be talking about Sunday, Africans in the North, their trials and tribulations, and sometimes it still exists. So I'm going to be podcasting that next week or the week after. See how that goes. And I'm excited about doing what I'm doing now. And I want, I want to embrace everybody out there. And I don't care if you're 95, 85. And if you saw Miss Olive, it, you think you're lying if you say she's 85. 75, 65, 55. Come on and tell me what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you. I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, I think I'm going to upload to YouTube. But if I do not, I will let you know where I'm uploading to. And today's podcast is called My Maiden Voyage. Be careful of the word maiden because if you come to my library presentation Sunday at Yonkers Library, two o'clock, Yonkers on Central Avenue, 1500. I'll be talking about it and showing clips of what it was like in the North in 16, 19 and forward. Thank you, thank you very much for listening. See you. Or hear from you. Bye-bye.